I've been staying up late, cause I've been working all night In the city of lights, with my homies for life And we're taking it slow, burning green even slower And you know I'ma show up, in your city blowing hundreds Man, I'm done being polite, I've been killing these shows Blonde hair, blue eyes, 24, pretty boy with a bite And we are back with another edition of the Off the Walls podcast right here on Underground Sports Philadelphia, kind of the Players Lounge edition. And I'm thrilled to uh, get you guys ready for Arena Bowl 32 with sole wide receiver Darius Prince and fullback Adrian Ferns. What's going on, guys? How you doing? How you doing? So first things first, obviously, you guys come out with, you know, the series sweep against Washington, the defending champs. To be able to just you know sweep them, get them out of the way, and now head to Arena Bowl uh, after missing out on it last year, how you know what was going through your guys' heads? You know, just that that excitement, that feeling to you know be going back to Arena Bowl. Uh, me personally, I was just uh, trust the process. You know, we talk about it all week. Um, trust that guy next to you, just do your one eighth, and that's what happened. Uh, I trust my lineman to block for me, so I got in the end zone, and he trusted us to block for him to get his catches. So that, that's just, at the end of the day, we all a family. We got to trust the, the guy next to us. Yeah, for me, I just think uh, going back to last year, we had a side taste in the playoffs. We're losing to Baltimore. So um, just coming back this year, we had we had one goal in mind, and that was to get back to the Arena Bowl. You know, uh, we did we didn't play our best ball last year, our best ball last year. So we knew we had to get back. You know, and. Uh, Coming back and beating the defending champ, sweeping them how we did, you know. I mean, we're ready to go up there Sunday and take care of business. And then you know to just hear the praise from the the professional NFL head coach Doug Peterson for you guys in his press conference. Something that he didn't have to do, but he comes out, gives you guys your props. Uh, you know, congratulates you on getting to Arena Bowl and everything. What was that like for you guys to just hear Doug Peterson kind of give you guys some praise and give you your props? I'm about to say that uh, that just shows you that. Uh, the type of city Philadelphia is. I mean, it's a big sports city, and they, they love their sports here. So, obviously, you know, with me being in camp with the Eagles, Doug Peterson, he, he's a really lovable guy. He's a great guy, man, and, and he's all for the city of Philadelphia. So, you know, I would expect him to do that, you know, for the union, for us, you know, the wings, whoever whoever's playing, you know. So, it felt good. It felt good for him to do the press conference. Like you say, he didn't have to do it, but he did it. And that, I mean, that speaks volumes throughout the city of Philadelphia. Me personally, it was dope for me. I think we both put it on our uh, Instagram stories. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, I sent it to a couple of my boys back home. I got like two guys that are, that are uh, Eagles fans. They're like, man, that's dope. Uh, you got to bring it home. I got a guy that said, man, don't, don't come home without that championship. So I said, hey, it was exciting uh, to get that 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 support from the NFL level. That lets us know that they're watching this too, and, and you know that's great motivation for us into this game. And I mean, uh, we got to bring it back home for Philly. And then you know. This past weekend, you had Mike Scott there too as the you know, honorary captain, coin flipper, mm -hmm. and he stays the whole game. Is out there on the field with you guys celebrating. What was that like to you know just have another uh, prominent figure in the Philly sports world with the whole Mike Scott hive like taking off the way it has for him to be out there supporting you from you know the coin flip to the end of the game and kind of just celebrating that victory with you guys. I mean, it, it was dope, but he stayed the whole time because arena football is exciting. Once you come to watch us play, you'll see how exciting the game is. It's fast-paced. It's a lot of scoring. That's what the fans come to see, a lot of scoring. So, you know, we're not on NFL level, of course. I mean, I'm not going to say for the, the value of player because we have some great guys out there that can I feel can play in the NFL as well. But when you come watch us uh, play, see how fast the game goes, you'll, you'll see how, how fast the – 
AFL is picking back up to try to get back to uh, ESPN and all that stuff. Yeah, and, you know, just to piggyback off that, you know, Mike, Mike Scott probably never been to arena game mm -hmm. before. Obviously, he plays in the building with the Sixers, so – uh, you know, after doing the coin toss and him seeing how electrifying the crowd was, he's probably like, oh, let, let me stick around and, and check this out a little bit, you know. So um, I ended up giving him one of the, my touchdown balls, you know. So it's just all love, man. Throughout the city of Philadelphia, man, we support each other. You know, we're we glad that we got the support from Doug facts, Peterson and, and Mike Scott. Yeah, you know, with uh, Arena Bowl now on the horizon, what's, what's the practice vibe been for you guys, you know? There were moments, you know, Albany is a, a nine-point favorite in the spread or whatever they are. Um, but, you know, 2017, Arizona was a 20-plus point favorite, and the Soul went in there and won that one. But what's the vibe around practice been like with Coach and kind of just getting ready for this big game? We ain't, we ain't worried about none of that stuff. You know, at the end of the day, we trust our brothers next to us, and we can go out there and perform. Now, the outcome relies on us and us performing and making the plays that we need to. But all that other stuff, it don't mean nothing to us. We, we out here practicing hard just like we have all, all, all year. This is another game for us, you know what I mean? So just got to go out there and perform. Yeah, I mean, of course, like, this is this is the game that you live to play for. You know, this, this is the game that you trained all offseason for. When you come into training camp, this is the game that, okay, man, look, man, we got we to pick this up. Like, you know what I mean? We went through our little, our little drop throughout the season where he's doing bad three-game losing streak. You know, like I, I told reporters before that, you know, we had to have a talk, you know, like like this, this ain't the way we, we play ball around here, you know, and, and we got on the right track and we, we rolling right now. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like Albany could be, they could have the nine point favorite, they could have the 10 and two record, they could be the best team on paper. But if I was them, I'd be worried because I mean, to me, I feel like we the hottest team, you know? So we're going to go up there, we're going to take care of business and the best team going to come out on top. And you know, you talk about that three game losing streak and I was here about you know, a little over a month ago with Dan Radabaugh and James Romain sitting right in this room talking about, you know, getting back on track and what's got to be done to get this team where you guys want to be. And right now you're in that game. What kind of, you know, what switch flipped for you guys after that three-game losing streak to really just lock in and get focused to go on this run that you have, winning five of six now, to get to this point? Um, at the end of the day, we never point the finger. You know, it's not you're not doing your job. It's, it's your fault. It's the defensive fault. It's the offensive fault. Coach ain't calling the right plays. We, we, don't, we don't do that around here, you know. Uh, Romain said a couple things to us, and he, you know, it was more so like you got to look yourself in the mirror. You know what you're not doing. You know what I mean? Ain't no need to say no names. We a team. We got each other's backs. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if, if you're struggling with something, holler at a vet. You know what I mean? Like, talk, talk to us so we can help you out, you know. And we had some young guys, and that's expected when you got – Young guys on the offense and the defense, you know, you're going to go through some some bumps along the road, you know. But it was more so like just a, a check yourself, you know. You you know what you're lacking of. You know if you're not putting enough time watching film. You know you're not if you're, if you're not doing your assignments, you know. And I, I kind of felt like that was the turning point. Like Philadelphia ain't been on a three-game losing streak in a couple years, you know. And that's just like, like Rose told us. And that's not how we play ball around here, you know. Like so if, if, if you're not going to come in and put the time in to switch things around, just just be out like you know what I mean like we, we need people in here that's committed to changing this around so we can make it to playoffs you know because that was scary for us at first mm -hmm. you know we, we we didn't know what was going to happen right you know? I spoke this into existence I want to say about that's, a month and a half ago yeah, I, what I said was if everybody come out to play and do their job we'll be in the arena bowl and, that, and that's what happened we, Defense came out firing for the rest of the year, and that's what we need. Defense wins games. We're out nice. there to sell the tickets, you know what I'm saying? So we're going to go out there and score if y'all get these stops. So that's just what it is. And then we also got on the young guys. You know, we said in practice, 
just because we start practice at, at 9.15 and we end at a certain time doesn't mean you can't go out there earlier and, and get some extra work and stay after and get some extra work. So now if you come to our practice, you're going to see guys out there before practice catching balls, running routes, punching the bag, working their craft. That's, that's, that's the key over the last couple of weeks. We, we just took all those losses to heart and came out and, and worked hard. So that's, that's just what it is. The mantra kind of of this team is that there were a lot of young guys brought in this year to kind mm -hmm. of help restock and refuel the talent right. on this right. team. Um, you know, with you guys both being veterans with this organization, what was that like to kind of help these young guys get to this point and make sure that they were, you know, prepared and ready for what was to come after the struggles and then during this winning streak and getting to the playoffs? What's it like for the young guys as you've watched them kind of progress? I feel like, you know, we were in them shoes at one point, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I was a young guy at 17, you know, he, he was a young guy last year, you know, so we knew what was given to us, the help that we received from the vets when we were the young guys. So I feel like when you're, when you're, when you're sold on the team, you know what I mean? Like you got to make sure that the young guys is doing what they need to do, you know? And they ain't going to get it like that. It ain't going to happen overnight. You know what I mean? Like, ain't no one going to come in here and it's their first time ever playing arena football from college football. You know, you're going from a 100-yard field to a 50-yard field. The routes is different. Depths are different. Plays are different. You know, so just I know what I was taught when I first came in from uh, SK and Money and Ryan. You know what I mean? Like Larry Beavers, you know, and Dan sticking with me. So I just repeated that to the young guys this year, you know, and you got to support them. You know, they're going to get down on themselves because, you know, if something goes wrong, it's usually, you know, usually it falls back on the new guys, you know, but we, we pick each other up, you know, like, so if that's a, hey, call me so we can watch more film. Hey, do you know what you're doing on this? You know, you just got to talk to them. You know, you just, you got to keep them uplifted, you know, because if you don't keep them uplifted and you're always screaming after them, then it ain't going to do no better. And the team just going to go in a four-game losing mm -hmm. streak and a five-game losing streak. And then next you know, Philadelphia missing the playoffs for the first time in how long, you know? So that, that that's basically what I, what I had to do at the receiver standpoint. We basically come, you know, assistant coaches on the field. I mean, we we watch the coach do it, and he, he can't do he can't see everything. He can't do everything. So us as players, we gotta step up. Us as vets have to step up and uh, help the rookies out. You know, like he said, I was a rookie last year, so I was looking for a vet to teach me a lot of things. You know, so that, that's just where it comes. We're we're a family. We don't point the finger. Oh, you weak. You know, mo most other organizations and stuff, it's a doggy dog world. Everybody trying to get that food. You know what I mean? So. Us personally, we, we help our rookies out and try to – we want to see them succeed just like right. we do. So, it, it ain't no selfishness out here and, with the Philadelphia so. And we and, – and, like, you know how you said, like, other organizations, the doggy dog world, like, we play against other teams and they're screaming at each other mm -hmm. on the field, they're pointing their fingers. You can like, see from the press box. Yeah, like, you know, like, like we don't do that. You know what I mean? Like, we, 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 we love each other. This, this, is, this is like your fraternity. Like, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? This, this is your brotherhood, you know? So, everybody in that locker room, I got their back no matter what. Like, you know what I mean? If I can help a – uh, even if it ain't even my position, like you know what I mean. If someone come to me, hey Prince, like if you like a DB, a, a, mm -hmm. a rookie DB, you know, hey Prince, like when you run your post or you run this, like how would you go? You know what I mean? Like and we just have that conversation because if I can help you with my knowledge, that's just gonna make you better, you know. And, and, and like you said, man, like we we turn in the coaches out there, you know, we got each other's backs. And that's kind of what speaks to the culture of this organization, why it's kind of the gold standard in this league is, you know, when you think of the Arena Football League, you think of the Philadelphia Soul right, right. off the bat, and I think. That plays a big part in it. 
Uh, and another big part is your head coach, Clint Dolzell. I don't know if you guys Great saw it. Uh, Great coach of the year. Coach of the year. Yes, sir. I uh, just want to get your thoughts on that and, you know, him being the, uh, I believe he's the second uh, three-time winner of the Coach of the Year award in the AFL. So, Man, you just got to – if you just come out to practice to see how this guy works. I mean, he, he doesn't do too much yelling. He's calm on the field. I mean, he, he, his, I ain't gonna lie, his emotions get into it sometimes, but what coach doesn't? You right. know, he, he, he teaches. He doesn't, he doesn't yell at you, talk down to you, because you know at the end of the day, that's not helping nothing out, especially with these rookies. You mm -hmm. know, it's their first time playing arena ball. Like you said, the, the field's way smaller. We're a lot quicker than most football. So when you come out there, your, your, your mind is moving at a million miles per second, you know, and he, he's a perfect coach for that. He, he says, calm down, what's your problem? You tell me your problem, he explains it to you. Make that mistake again, that's on you because he already sat there and told you. But he, he's very calm out there. And when you got great leadership like that, it makes things easier. I was to say, yeah. I mean, his resume speaks for itself, obviously. You know, um, with him playing in the league back in the day and stuff like that, his winning percentage as a coach, his wins. I mean, it, him being our head coach makes it easy to wake up in the morning and come to work, you know, to be honest. Like, you know, like he loves us and we love him. You know, like if there's, if there's anything that you need to talk to him about, you could go to talk to him about it, whether it's personal stuff or football stuff. Facts, if you don't understand, facts. if you don't understand some, hey, coach, like I'm struggling on this. Can you can you explain this to me more so I know what's going on? Like you know, so I mean, I love him, man. Like congratulations to coach on becoming coach of the year this year. He he deserves it. You know, for us to congrats, congrats. Take, take take the rookies that we had and us to go through the battle we went through mid season and to flip it around and win five out of the last six. And make it to Arena Bowl 32, man, he deserves all the credit. And that's a testament, too, because typically when you see these awards given out, it's just kind of handed to the team with the best record or, mm -hmm. you know, guys with the best stats. So for him to, like you said, turn this team around from that three-game losing streak and go on this run and be rewarded for that, it just shows he's an actual coach yes. and he's not just kind of just filling a position mm -hmm. uh, with an organization. But uh, with his experience and with Dan's experience in Arena Bowl, how much of a, you know, Plus, is that for you guys knowing that both of these guys have gone to battle in this game multiple times with each other um, to go up against kind of an inexperienced Albany team when it comes to the Arena Bowl? How big of a factor is that to have that experience on your side? I just, I just feel like we're going like we're going to be prepared like we are every week, you know, especially like you said with them having more experience, being in the big show, being at the big dance, being on ESPN two, like you know everybody's going to be watching like. You know, with their experience, they know what to expect. You know what I mean? Like, they know what type of – I mean, we know from playing in Albany what type of crowd it's going to mm -hmm. be. I mean, they had the number one attendance all season. Like, so we expect that it's going to be jam-packed and they're loud. But obviously, like you said, with them being experienced as they are, with all the arena bowls they've been to, whether it was coaching or playing, I mean I, – I know Coach going to have us prepared for it, you know. And with Dan as my quarterback, I'm, I'm going to battle with him any day. I mean, in 17, I think he had a sprain. MCL. MCL mm -hmm. You know, MCL and, and the guy the barely could walk, you know. And, and he's out there finishing the game. And anybody that I see struggling like that and he's staying out there because he wants his team to win, I go to battle for him any day. It makes it that much easier. I mean, Dan's basically a second coach out there. If you, if you sit in the, the huddle with us or, or when we, during the timeout, we go to the sideline and hear him and coach talk. It's just like, I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm mind-boggled because no, like, I, I just know what. each other's sentences. Exactly. <laughs> Co coach crazy. would start the sentence <laughs> and he would end the sentence. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay. So, that, hey, he, he basically a second coach out there. So, I mean, when you, when you see that and see, you know, 
the love he puts into this game, you know, he's he's always up there with coach watching film. Well, how about this play? This will work in this in this situation, you know. So when you see that type of stuff, it, it makes it that much easier for you because you, you you know you got you got faith in your coaches and your your quarterback because they know what they're doing. And then you know the last time a, a Philadelphia football team was in a championship game, they were kind of classified as the underdogs. And you know, by all accounts, right now, a lot of people are viewing you guys as underdogs. But does that kind of feed and fuel your motivation to go out there and just continue to you know put the league on notice and remind them what this organization is all about? At the end of the day, we're gonna play our game. None of that stuff matters to us. I mean, you you can say this guy's the best guy. Other people think the other guy's the best. That means nothing to us. You know, at the end of the day, we out there playing for our brothers, our family, and Soul Nation. That's it. And you know, I mean, if you want to call us an underdog. I to mean, standard? <laughs> you, know, like, you want to call the underdog, but just know August 11th at 8 p.m., they got to put their helmets and shoulder pads mm-hmm. on just like how we do. You know, we don't care we if we're at like home we or we're on the road. You know, we're we, we going to go up there and we're going to take care of business, man. Like, I mean, we're going to let our pads do the talking. You know, like they they had a little – they posted a little card online and that's that, that is using people to already take off work on Monday to celebrate the victory and all that. Like, you think you got it, you know what I mean? You got it, you know? But like I said, man, it's August 11th, 8 p.m. It's time to strap up, and we coming. And then, Facts. you know, we talked about coach winning coach of the year. Your uh, defensive general, James Romaine, also gets defensive back of the year uh, for the league. Obviously, with you guys being on the offensive side of things, but seeing what he's able to do year in and year out, being one of, you know, the veterans in this organization, one of the best in the league, um, you know, just your thoughts on uh, – him going out there and just putting another, you know, spectacular season together. Oh, man, it's just simply amazing just to watch that guy work. I mean, sometimes I, I get kind of upset I'm like, how did he break that tackle? I mean, I, I can't even break that tackle, you know, because he out there – I mean, he's just a great guy. You, you go out there, you know he watches – he, he makes all the DBs come to his house every single night every to night. watch film. Every night now, how long they're there, I don't know. But <laughs> he calls a meeting every night for all his DBs and say, hey, get over here right now. We're about to go watch film. So they, they over here doing that. So that's the type of guy he is, and that's why he makes those type of plays because he's dedicated. He's 100% in. He's always watching film, and he knows what you're about to run before you run it. So that's just what it is. And and, and just like Fern said earlier with, uh, you know, like we start practice at 9.15, why, why come out there at that time? Why not come out there earlier and perfect mm-hmm. your craft? James Romain is out there 9 o'clock every day hitting a ladder, getting his feet right, and he a vet. You know what I mean? He – he ain't got to be out there doing that, you know what I mean? Like he don't—he won defensive back last year, man. He's—he's he's the best middleman in the game, you know what I mean? I don't care how anybody feels, James Romain is the best middleman in the game, and he's out there every day practicing his craft, you know. And that's one of the things he said to us, like, you know, like I'm out there doing it, you know. Everybody need to be out there doing it. Everyone needs to be getting better, and that goes to show that why he got defensive player of the year back to back years, you know, because he goes out there and he knows that I'm the best and I want to be the best. And I want to make sure that I put the team on my back. You know what I mean? I'm a I'm a guard to high motion guys. You know what I mean? And and it just doesn't. His hard work doesn't go unnoticed, man. Because it, obviously it speaks for him getting back to back defensive player of the year two years in a row. So yeah, man. Major props to bro. And then you know, obviously, I think we talked in the uh, media availability on on Sunday that uh, Arena Bowl was only your second game of 2017, and then. You being a rookie last year, you both not really having full-blown experience with this game. But, you know, going into to Sunday night with, you know, the ESPN2 factor, with it being prime time, just give me your thoughts on, you know, expectations for this game and just, you know, personally, what, what you're most looking forward to with this game. It's football. 
we, we live for these moments, you know. So, I mean, I'm just going to go out there and play like it's another game. It's, it, yes, it's Arena Bowl, but it's another game to me. You know, I'm going there calm, collective, and do my job. I mean, I'm excited that we made it, but, hey, we still got to win that thing. Yeah, for me, for me, I I always get nervous before any game, you know. Of course. And, and yeah, whether course. it's nervous, I like to call it butterflies, mm-hmm. you know. And mm-hmm. I like to, that's a good feeling, you know. That mm-hmm. really means you. That to me, that makes me feel like you still care about something, you know. So, with this actually, like in seventeen, yeah, I got a readable MVP, but I really, I only played two games, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. I I came right before playoffs, so. I don't really feel like I contributed to that as much as I did this year. Like, you know, being here all season, going through the ground pains, and us being there. So, I'm going to treat it like no other game. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, the Arena Bowl, but I'm going to go in there and, you know, I'm going to listen to the same music I always listen to before every game. I'm going to treat my pregame warm-up the way I would. And, you know, we, shit, we're going to go to battle. What is that pregame uh, playlist like for you? Man, give, I, well, give, the, give the listeners well, some. First, my roommate, so he drive with me every day. It's a little, <laughs> it's a little mixture of everything, you know, some hip hop, some slow jams, and stuff like that. Little Wayne, Drake, The Weeknd. Yeah, he he, he tried to put me on some West Coast music a little bit because he's from Cali. Some Nipsey mm-hmm. Hustle, you know. So yeah. it depends on how I'm feeling. But right before a game, I'm, I'm probably listening to The Weeknd, like putting on a nice little slow song. I don't know. It does calm the nerves yeah, a little it calms bit. me down, exactly. man. It really, it really helps me focus and get in my game mode. Like, and shit. That a little reggaeton. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> well, I'm ready to go at that yeah. point, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, just the the youth on this offense that was brought in at the wide receiver position, especially, you know, BJ um, and those guys that came in, obviously, Aaron Washington, his second season, didn't really get a lot of playing time due to injury, but yeah. – um, to be able to have just the depth that you guys were able to kind of you know, formulate throughout the season and just throw guys out there that it might have been their first game, but it certainly didn't look like it. What was that like to just know that even if guys were down, injured, not available, you still had somebody formidable to go out there and perform at a high caliber and, level? And I think that's the reason why coach get coach of the year. Exactly. You know, because it's, <laughs> it's one of them things where you can bring a rookie in and don't miss a beat. You know, and, you know, and, and like he said, like, we, we turn into coaches out there, you know. So, you know, I, I give myself credit. I give Dan credit. I give Money credit. I give Lonnie Outlaw credit, you know, because with Jordan Williams, this technically being his second year, but he just returned off the net last year for Albany. So he really didn't have much game experience mm-hmm. at the wide receiver position. With B.J. Bunk coming in, I mean, like, to see their growth from day one to week 16, I Week 16, 17, we are mm-hmm. right now. Man, it's 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 amazing to see, man. I'm I couldn't be more proud of them guys, man, because I know they come in and they and they work hard every day, you know. And coach knows that if we whoever we put out there, man, we're we gonna go and we're gonna be all right, you know. And, and with Aaron, even with Aaron Washington being hurt, you know, he was right there as if he was playing. You mm-hmm. know, he's helping the younger guys out. So big big ups to Aaron for doing that, you know, because he didn't have to do that. You right. know, he, he could be, you know, he could be sitting there hurt, like, you know, he's upset. But, you, I mean, you can't do nothing about the injuries. But he's there helping the, the guys out. As another coach to the, to the as sideline. A, as, a, as another coach, exactly. So, I mean, we know that it's going to come through us. You know, we know the defense is going to do their jobs, but the offense got to go out there and put up points. You know what I mean? I feel like we got the best receiving core in the league. So, we're going to go out there and, and, you know, we're going to make it happen. And I think it's certainly the deepest because if you can take a guy like Money and move him to the defensive side of the ball, <laughs> right. yeah. you've got something going. Yeah. Um, to be able to have his switchability and versatility for you guys where you can throw him at wide receiver, you can put him at linebacker, you can put him 
almost anywhere on the Man, field. He's a freak athlete. I'm about to say, <laughs> he's that, a freak that's, athlete. That's the only I mean, thing you can say about him. I run the ball in practice, and I see money way on the other side of the field. And I just look at him, catch him, catch him. He's catching me. I'm like, yo, this dude's fast. So he's, he's, a, he's a super athlete. You can put him anywhere on the field, he'll learn that position and play it. I'm about to say, man. Yeah. It, it, and for me, it's great to have him back at the wide receiver position, you know, sure. because teams fairly. You know, like and, and, and you seen that last our last two games with Washington, you know, um, for us to pop back up and money's that wing now and they're like, Oh, what, what, the, <laughs> what the heck's going on? We thought he was that linebacker, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, it's just great to have him back. I tell him that ever since he's been so for two weeks now, every day I like, I look at him, I'm like, Bro, I'm glad to have you back over here, you know. So he's ready for it, I'm ready for it, we're all ready for it. And to get Aaron Washa back last week, too, obviously didn't have as many snaps as he probably would want, but to know that he has the ability to go in this arena bowl for you guys and just another weapon, like we said, to have him available, uh, whether it's to start or to come off the bench and be able to play uh, that wide receiver position for you guys and just add that depth, how big is that going to be for you? Oh, that, oh, that's big. Anytime we can have someone like Washa – in our in our lineup, you know, I mean, the guy scored seven touchdowns against Albany last year as a rookie. So that 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 alone speaks for itself. The guy the guy's a gamer. He's gonna go out there when the ball comes his way. He he's gonna make the play. You know, so having him there, I mean, that just makes our job easier. You know, that takes a little pressure off of me. Takes a little bit of pressure off of money. When you got three guys like that, and you know, guys that could come off the bench, but you know, just speaking from the starter standpoint, with me, money, and Washer. When you got guys like that, it's kind of like pick your poison. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, you key on me, they got money in Washington. You key on Washington, they got money in Prince. You key on money, they got Prince in Washington. So it's like, like, what are you going to do at that point? You know? And then if someone goes down, boom, you got Lonnie Outlaw. You got BJ Bunn. You got uh, DJ Myers. You got Jordan Williams. So it's like, you know? And all them guys, all them guys is itching Stacked. to get their, all them guys is itching to get their chance. And they can all ball. Like, they can all play. And then you're like in the red zone. You can throw it to this guy. He can run it. Look, yeah. then we got furs, man. We got furs that catch the screens. You know what I mean? Going to truck somebody mm-hmm. in the end zone. I mean, look, man, I, I really can't wait till Sunday night, man. And, you know, to have, Lonnie Outlaw, to be able to switch him right in with his height and just his physical abilities, that's a huge adjustment defenses have to make because of just how tall he is in general. You know, you get adjusted to defending guys like Money or Washa, who are your, your typical wide receiver heights, right. and then you just throw a giant <laughs> in Lonnie Outlaw. Teams have to be like, you know, what the hell is going on? It's hard on? to guard that. I'm about to say it's it. hard to guard that. Go ahead. Yeah, like, it's just when – like, if I was a DB and I know that when Philadelphia gets in the red zone, a 6'7", six, 6'8", six, guys coming in, I'm like, I'm probably thinking, how am I about to stop this? You know, because, you know, what you going to do? You know, if you're six foot and, and, and I'm 6'7", like, I'm It's like defending a small of, forward with pads <laughs> right. and a helmet on. <laughs> I'm already got the, I already got the height advantage of you. And the other thing they ain't got to do is put the ball up there. And Lonnie comes down and makes them play. So, I mean – that's a huge relief. Like, you know, that if we know we could get into a jam, if we get into a jam ever, all right, boom, let's, let's throw Lonnie a fade. You know, and he, he's coming down with it. He's going to go up and come down with it. it. It's that easy for him. And, you know, a lot of things clicked with guys like Lonnie, Dwayne Hollis this year. Do you think them playing in the AAF when it was, you know, still a league and then coming right into arena season paid dividends for them? Oh, yeah, yeah. Anytime you could – I feel like being around, like, actually playing football is, is better than actually training for football. Mm-hmm. So, so, them guys, I mean, even myself with being in San Antonio, like, um, you know, like, us three, we've we been at it since January 4th. Mm-hmm. You know, we've we, we, we been at it, the league shut down, and we came right here to Philly. So, 
Um, it's a long, it's a long season, but we're practicing our craft every day. We're actually getting live contact every day. Like for the receivers, we're we're catching routes. I mean, we're, we're running routes. We're catching balls. We're doing drills every day. Um, for Dwayne, you know, he he's doing his DB drills every day against a live person. You know, it's not just at home and you're on the ladder and you're backpedaling. Like you're getting live live stuff every day. So, I feel like the AF helped a lot for all all three of us. To be and honest. then. You know, was it an adjustment for you or for those guys, do you think, you know, going from that 100-yard field and then right into the 50-yard field? Obviously, with your experience in the, the Arena League, that helps. But was it a little bit of a kind of just getting oh, yeah, back to yeah, it? Yeah, Oh, yeah, definitely. Because like like you said, I mean, when you go from 50 yards, you know, I think the hardest adjustment was going back outdoors. Because mm-hmm. Everything slows back down at that point, yeah. you know. So, <laughs> you actually <laughs> – I, like, like, I say it all the time. Like, if you are a D lineman in this league and you're getting sacks, I don't see why you don't get a look at the next level. Cause, I mean, it, everything's so everything's much quicker. So, yeah, like, you, right. you have not even three seconds to get to the quarterback. Like, that's unheard of in outdoors. So, for, for those guys, I mean, I big ups to them, you know. Because me sitting here having to block those guys and they mm-hmm. actually get to the quarterback in three seconds, that's amazing to me. Yeah. Like I said, everything, like, you know, the guy about what he said, everything slows down outdoors, you know. Mm-hmm. So, like he said, like, you know, guys should be able to go back outdoors to eat. So, that was probably the biggest adjustment going outdoors. And then coming back in, it was just like, all right, bet. Like, you know, I've been here for a while now, but we back to speed now. I, mm-hmm. I know what I'm doing. So. Mm-hmm. And then, Adrian, you talked about – you know, with the defensive guys being able to get sacks and everything and uh, having to defend them in practice, to see the defense kind of step up the way that they have during this run, especially when Jake Metz went down, mm-hmm. uh, to see these guys really just pick their game up. What, how big was that to, you know, fill Jake's shoes, obviously, for what he's able to do? Um, man, that was a big loss to the team uh, with Jake nice. Metz, man. He's a beast. I, I actually played against him in China, man, so I got the – Reap the benefits of his power coming from Max, so that's that's where Dozel found me in, in China. And for us to uh, to miss him is 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 crazy to me. But the guys that felt them, they're doing an amazing job. You know, you see them take practice seriously every single day. They're they're going hard. They're acting on the field in practice as far as running to the ball. If you see them swarming the game, it's because they're running to the ball every single practice in team. You know, uh, Coach Bo gets on our head about that. They say, hey, just because the ball's going, I mean, we stop. So we got to take off and get there, you know. So, I mean, just to see them develop throughout the weeks is just amazing. Like, you talk about Malik with three sacks last week. That is unheard of. Come come on. That's a running quarterback, and you sacked him three times. So, I mean, it's just little things like that that's going to help us out out there on the field. And how has that made your game better, too, being able to go up against him and watch their intensity level go up in practice and – to see them do that in games and and know that I block them in practice every day, it's a it's a big confidence booster. Cause I, now I know it's like okay, doing that to everybody else, and you know, who else can do that to me if they're doing that? You know, so it, it, it's just it's great to go against them guys every day. Sunday night, Arena Bowl thirty two. A message from Adrian Ferns and Darius <laughs> Prince to Soul Nation right here. On Underground Sports Philadelphia, if you just had to give you know one message to the fans, whether they're going to be in Albany or not, what, what's your message to Soul Nation? Uh, first off, I just want to say thank you for supporting us all season. But we got one more game left, and uh, like you said, whether you're in Times Union Center or if you're at home watching on your television, uh, we know you, 
he got our backs, you know, and, and we're going to go out there and we're going to do our best to bring a ring back to the city of Philadelphia. Appreciate you guys all year. You guys have been great. I mean, I don't think there's a better fan base in arena football than the Soul Nation. I mean, there isn't. the feeling we get when we're in that arena back home is just is amazing. You know, you, you you feel the stadium rocking. You know, so we really appreciate that. But you know, we're gonna play our hearts out to get this ring back for you guys. You guys deserve it. Yep, the city deserves it. So we're gonna do our best to get y'all one. Well, you another know, one. another one, another one, <laughs> you got to get another uh, mural painted up yeah, here at Total Turf yeah. and yeah. Sure. let everybody know that, you know, this is what the gold standard is and uh, let them know that last year was kind of just uh, an exception to what the rule of arena football is. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But, you know, we had to do uh, off the walls, getting it to double digits in style. So I want to thank you guys for hopping on the show this week to get everybody ready for arena bowl and wishing you guys the best of luck this weekend. And, uh, can't wait to see you come home with that trophy. Thank you. Appreciate Thank you. it. For everybody listening at home, uh, make sure you tune in ESPN2 Sunday night, 8 p.m. Watch the Philadelphia Soul take on the Albany Empire uh, in Arena Bowl 32. But for Adrian Ferns, Darius Prince, I'm Kyle Bennett. This has been Off the Walls, episode number 10, right here on Underground Sports Philadelphia. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and leave those five-star ratings and reviews. Let everybody know that the Soul are bringing that trophy home in your reviews. Uh, Because it'll make Darius Prince and Adrian Ferns really, really happy. Uh, And if you don't have an iPhone, as we always say, upgrade your phone. Or or follow us on Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcasts. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at UndergroundPHI. So until next, next time, guys, we are signing off. Peace.